Cosmic, where did you get your sweater? I want it. I think Amazon. Amazon? Yeah. I believe it was Amazon. I can actually probably find it. Yeah, hmm. the tag just says fun. <laughs> Same. Wait, I took the tag. Oh, wait, did I? Love it. It's like... The debate. It says, like, fun or something. And, like, you see that? Yeah, it does just say fun. 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 <laughs> F is for friends who do stuff together. It's basically that font. And me. And it's for anywhere, anytime at all, down here in the deep blue sea. Welcome to the ADHD Book Club Podcast, the only book club podcast that breaks books into bite-sized pieces for our easily distracted conveniences. My name is, in fact, Cole. I am the train conductor of this shipwreck today as we discuss Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin, chapters one and two. I use whatever pronouns you prefer. Most people use he, him. That's perfectly fine. I'm not going to talk fight you about it. And if I had a Yelp review, I think that the highest rated one would be three stars. Sometimes just forgets you exist. Gosh, I have so many questions with that. What's what, what's the lowest one? That's what I need. You can do whichever you want. Macho. No, I no, I wanted it for you. That's what I meant. I mean, if you guys all want to give no. your Yelp, if you guys all want to go around and give your Yelp reviews of me, go for it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that. What's, who's gonna give me the one star? Zero out at uh, one star. Uh, staff <laughs> was smelled funny and were rude. You know, fair. <laughs> Obviously, it was gonna be Marty. What did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "I got this. I got the one star." <laughs> I showered today. I shouldn't smell funny today. I don't know. And yet here you are smelling. <laughs> yep. Yep. Here we go. Matcha. Hi, I'm Machamello. I am the head librarian of this book club. I use she, her pronouns. I think based on my recent YouTube comments, I'm going to say it's a four out of five stars. And it's just, I love her. I love her. <laughs> You've had a lot of uh, interesting YouTube comments recently. I sure have. It's a, it's a time. The internet's a weird place. It True. really is. The Truly video didn't is. even have my face in it. It was just my voice and like the little oh, illustration on the thumbnail. This. I don't know how to say this, but I think you're cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually Marty. I'm fine with it being Marty. Anyway, let's go to... I feel like I should introduce Austin. Because he's new. Let's go! He's been on, well, technically, no, as far as yeah. the audience was aware, he was here last week. Yeah, yeah. actually. Exactly, yeah. It's not my first rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was here just last week and not four months ago. Yeah, well, we'll ignore time It was not that travel. long, but. It felt, it feels like it. Uh, time is a soup. Sure is. Anyway. Austin. Yes. So I'm Austin Valerius. Uh, he and pronouns. Um, yeah, I'm new. It's crazy. So, um, Yelp review. Is this of myself 
or yeah. yeah, what would your most like liked or oh, highest rated God. Yelp review be? Well, how do you want to take it? It's rated like the ones like the most like liked yeah. for Yelp, or it's like most useful or whatever. I don't use Yelp, guys. I don't know how that works. I, I don't use it either. <laughs> I'll, I'll most believe you, though. Comment, basically. Yeah, yeah most yeah. of Reddit. What's your Reddit, yeah, what's your Reddit right. review? <laughs> hmm. Four out of five. Pretends like he doesn't want to be here, but does. Yeah. Mood. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> now you have to popcorn somebody. Okay. Tevin. That's me. Hi, I'm Tevin, a.k.a. Beals, a.k.a. Beazle. I use he, him pronouns, and I, I just work here. Uh, and I worked for quite a while as a customer service manager at a at a place. It is the reason that I actually met uh, Matcha and Valerius here. And uh, so I actually had a lot of like reviews from customers because there's surveys and stuff there. And a lot of them were really good. So I'm going to say uh, five stars. Fucking awesome. That was actually written yeah. on a uh, on a review. Let's That's go. Amazing. Uh, so I will I will take that and I'm, I'm going to ride with that forever. Now, it, like Mood. you said, if it was a Reddit review, very different. <laughs> <laughs> Felt the most niche Magic the Gathering decks yep. <laughs> just for the bit. <laughs> Types way too much. God damn, condense it, please. All right. <laughs> Let us move on to, let's go, Marty. Uh, my name is Marty. I use she, they pronouns. Um, five stars, but no comment. <laughs> you know, fair. Heck yeah. I adore that. I get a lot of those at work where it's like, ah, you know, four out of five. Who cares? I have ones at work where, like, they can review you, and sometimes it'll be like, Marty did a great job. Incredible service. Have never been treated better. Um, three out of five. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. Literally. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I was just thinking about that. Like when you're looking at like a product to buy or something and you go in the reviews and you go to like a two-star review mm-hmm. and it's like, great product. Yeah, always, glowing review. I always love the reviews. They're like, one out of five. This wasn't the product I ordered, or I didn't receive the product I ordered. I'm like, well, then how are you leaving a review on it? You or even better. It, I mean, yeah. to be honest, that's on the, the company that sold the product. So mm-hmm. to me, that's a, because if I order something, I want to get what I ordered. So if yeah, I can't like, even deliver the correct item, then that's a big red flag. Oh, true. But like, if I'm looking for like product reviews for a type of like watch or something like that, and I see people like, well, I got a banana instead. So this product's terrible. I'm like, well, but you're not reviewing the watch then. You <laughs> the got a banana. Watch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or even better is when they say I ordered the wrong thing. Maybe this will be good for you. Two stars. Yeah. <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> Cosmic. <laughs> Sorry, hey, I forgot uh, to popcorn. I know it's okay. Hello, I'm Cosmic Egg. I go by she, her pronouns. Um, I feel like my Yelp review would be in the vein of what we have been talking about, which is like one star and they're like, excellent. I had no issues, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it's a one star review. (laughs) Clearly you're supposed to be like number one out of 10. Like you're you're number one. (laughs) You just messed up the numbers. It's like like the YouTube where it's like, yeah, this is a one out of 10 for your YouTube. And it's like your number one video at the last 10. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, that's a niche YouTube comment. You commentary that. Sure that. Is. I feel like that's Nobody where I would here. be if I was there, if I was in the niche YouTube. <laughs> Fair. I like looking at all the niche YouTube data. Don't mind me. Stats are fun. 
That's until they until they until they make me feel bad. Yeah, data data <laughs> can make you sad pretty quick, unfortunately. Anyways, uh, we started a new book today, guys. Tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow yeah. by Gabrielle Zevin. It's Bye. like Tevin with a Z, which is like Kevin with a T. Yeah, which is how I have to always describe my name. So I don't know. That feels cool. <laughs> yeah, this is a yeah, unique read, experience. We read the. Uh, it's interesting that like her last name is similar to your first name. Yeah. Weird. Uh, we read the first two chapters of this book um i'm just gonna redo the summaries for both chapters at once and we'll just kind of discuss it as a whole because i feel like i make that i'm making that executive decision that that just flows better for conversations yeah sure. i'm here quiet uh, i briefly discussed it with matcha but it was more of like a hey i'm doing this and less of a hey should i do this <laughs> yeah i was fine with that i'm just like i'm just here i provide the structure i tell people to get together at the time and i make the reading schedule mm-hmm. You do everything else. That's not true at all. <laughs> I know, we'll but take, I'm we'll being dra- I'm being I'm being dramatic, but it's fine. Just I appreciate take it. the compliment. Take the right. compliment. So, chapter one. It's uh 1995 in Massachusetts. We are introduced to Sam, who's walking through a busy subway station when he spots an old friend that he hasn't seen since they were kids in L.A. Sadie Green. She goes to MIT. He goes to Harvard. Uh, he's a math major. He yells out to her, but she doesn't hear him. And so he like runs up to her and is like, Sadie Miranda Green, you have died of dysentery. To which she goes, uh, actually, my sister died of dysentery. I died of exhaustion from a snake bite. Okay, get your facts straight. Uh, and this, <laughs> according to Sam, uh, Sadie's like one of like, the most brilliant people he knows. He's describing her in like excruciating detail. There's like compliments after compliments of like, how she's flawless and perfect and amazing. Uh, so they catch up for a bit. Both of them are trying to like solve this magic eye puzzle that's on the advertisement on the subway. Sadie says she sees it. Sam can't, but he says he can. And Sadie's like, well, I'm not going to call you out on it. Whatever. Uh, we learn that Sadie has a boyfriend in the area, but she just like quickly moves on from that topic. She is about to leave for her train. And Sam like briefly wonders how if he's ever going to see her again. And like he makes this like whole thing in his head. How he's like, oh, I could like track her down from MIT. I could call MIT, find her phone number from there find her real address and like do i could do all this stuff but i'm not going to but i could which is totally normal thoughts behaviors etc etc uh and like just as Sadie's about to leave she quickly turns around like hey do you still play video games and he's like yeah he's like cool she hands him a floppy disk like here's my video game play it uh it's called solution and that's all we want want to know apparently her email's in it if he wants to like give her a review afterwards so sam goes back to his apartment he procrastinates on playing this game for a while doing like the thing where like you have something you need to do but you're using other uh tasks to procrastinate doing that one thing you need to do instead something that i feel like most of us can relate to here adhd uh, book club <laughs> yeah eventually his roommate marks who is as of right now my favorite character uh he buys like extra clothes for sam and like extra food for sam because he feels like he feels like sam cannot take care of himself so i must take care of him type of thing i love mark so far Mark's like, hey, what's this game? Can we play it for a little bit before I have to go leave? And they play the whole thing through like for like two hours, something like that. And Mark is like, wow, that's great. The creator of this, he must have been a genius. And that's chapter one. Chapter two is immediately a flashback. We have Sadie meeting Sam in the hospital when like she's 11. Uh, Sam is 12. Sadie's sister, which who is like Sadie's favorite person in the entire world. She's sick with leukemia. And like they got in a little bit of a fight. And so Sadie goes to wait in the waiting room. And a nurse is like, hey, if you're waiting around, we have a game room. There's a Nintendo Entertainment System in there. You can go check that out. She goes to the game room. She finds Sam playing Super Mario Bros. And he's like very, very good at it. And Sadie told Sam that she was there because her sister's dying dysentery. And that's how that 
joke got started and we're looping back to chapter one already. Uh, her and Sam start taking turns playing Super Mario Bros. Sam tells her that he broke his leg in 27 places in a car accident six weeks ago. He's had three surgeries and it has still not healed and he might need to get his leg amputated. Sam tells her about like he has a his parents or his grandparents uh, pizza place and how there's a Donkey Kong machine there. So this pizza place is called uh, I think. Oh, fuck. I forgot to write it down. The great so name, I that. Dong and it's, bongs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah bong and dong, something like that. Bong and dongs. It's one. It's one of those two orders. Um, I made a it's, note of it somewhere. Yeah. Dong and bongs, New York style. Yeah. House pizza. So this go. Korean guy, this Sam is Korean. He, his grandparents, Dong and Bong's New York style house pizza also has a King Kong machine. So you, you can get the top score King Kong on Dong and Bong. And that's certainly a mouthful. <laughs> I didn't think of that. That's incredible. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, so that's in Koreatown. Sadie lives in the flats of like Beverly Hills. They hang out the entire time while Sadie's dealing with like a. Uh, Sadie's dealing with her sisters, leukemia, and Sam's dealing with being a cripple, basically. The nurse tells Sadie's mother that Sam hasn't said more than like two words to anyone else and like says, like, hey, can Sadie come back and like talk to this guy since Sam seems to like her? And Sadie needed volunteer hours anyway for her bar mitzvah, which so her mother's like, hey, you can get your hours signed off if you hang out with this sick kid. Uh, so she goes and like hangs out with him all the time. He draws mazes for her. And like after every visit, then Sadie goes to one of the nurses to like sign off on her timesheet. And eventually, uh, Freda, who is Sadie's grandmother, is like, "Hey, are you sure you're really doing this for charity? This, do you think this should like really count for your uh, community hours?" And like, how is Sam going to feel when he finds out that you're doing this for community hours? And we learn that hey, their friendship lasted 14 months. The day that Sam found out that she was doing this for community service, they're like, "Hey, they're fucking, we're done." Uh, so she has a documented record of how long her friendship lasted with him. And that was 609 hours and Shady tried to apologize, but Sam did not forgive her. And those are the first two chapters of tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Yippee. You did great there. I feel like there was a lot to cover there. There yeah. was, uh, something I didn't really mention, but I am thinking about it now, but also I forgot. I was thinking about it while I was saying it, mm. uh, but I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah. She talks to Sam during like while they're playing video games about like she teaches him coding. She's fucking 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What middle school is teaching coding? I, I was learning uh, like HTML website stuff in junior high. I don't know. years through. old? Yeah. It's like sixth grade. In the 90s, though. In the maybe, 90s? Yeah, maybe they had. She was probably in like the honors classes, you know? Yeah. In the 90s, though? I mean, computers were much more rare. It just felt yeah. weird to me. It was one of those things that like just very much was like, well, I, don't, I don't know about that, actually. Mm. Sometimes, and I know at the very end of the book, like in the author's notes or whatever, they did say that they like do mess with the dates of some stuff in pretty minor ways. So mm -hmm. you kind of have to keep a little bit of fluidity with that because it just works with a story better. It's like it's also, a more popular thing at that time. Another super uh, specific nitpick I have about this. Uh, they were playing Super Mario Bros. Okay. Yes, I knew this was it. Let's go. They were playing Super Mario Bros. And in there, they specifically mention that Sadie ground pounds a Goomba. I want to point out ground pounding Goombas in Super Mario Bros. was not a thing in Super Mario Bros. Ground pounding was not a thing in Mario until Mario 64. In the NES, you could not ground pound. You could just jump on them. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, crouch jumping, I don't believe gave any benefit until 64 as well. 
I don't mm. think in Super Mario Bros. you got extra height for for crouch jumping. Yeah, I might be wrong. Height, but like, there, I'm sure there's like some. I'm sure there's some like niche case you could use it for. But Maybe. I think I think it is useful. I think there's like glitching. You can use it to double jump technically in Super Mario, like NES type shit. But it's irrelevant. That's like speedrunning strats at that point. Still, the give, author give me was video not... game stuff. Yeah, give me the video game stuff. I'm a nitpick. <laughs> <laughs> The author was not expecting this book club to pick up no. this book. <laughs> no. It's like, it is it's the most minute nitpick. It's, it's irrelevant like, to anything, but it's like, I saw you. You're wrong. You didn't do your research. How fucking dare nerds. <laughs> it's so gonna... not an issue. It's so like not, that means nothing to the plot. I'm no. not, I'm sure 20 chapters from now, they're not going to be like, oh, the Goomba that she ground sounded is super important. Like, it's not relevant, yeah, but it's yeah. funny. That could be the Goodreads review right there. Two out of two out of five. <laughs> totally inaccurate right from chapter two. Just off the rails. Not good. We could go hey, earlier. We could go chapter one. Not actually, not actually inaccurate, but it made me laugh. The uh there was a comparison to Frogger when uh when Sam was kind of like ducking through the crowd that you're mm-hmm. like trying to basically not hit dead zones and Sam was actively like shoulder bumping the shit out of people. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everything he's supposed to be avoiding walking through the crowd, he's like. He never and said then... he was good at Frogger. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. But that's he fair. did say he, if he you're good like... at games, you're good at like if you're good at one game, you're good at all games. Apparently, so true. I mean, he <laughs> should be better at it. <laughs> Theory. I did like fair. that quote of like uh oh. He he made the comparison of like, hey, if you're good at one game, you have the capacity to learn all to be good at other games. And like to a point, I kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. Especially like back in like 1995, yeah, I can definitely understand with like that kind of mentality. But also, that's like so not applicable to today's current setting of games. No. I was also, actually like, going to you... say the opposite is because I was abysmally bad at Minesweeper when I was a kid. And I've never been good at a game. True. Well, <laughs> mm. like I do see like a lot of like pro streamers or not, I guess streamers in general. Like if they are really good at Valorant. You, they'll also be like good at like CS:GO or Apex or other types of th- like things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I don't know, it's strange. It's interesting that like. But like I think there's a big difference now because it's like you have games like CS:GO, but then you also have games like League of Legends. It's very different. And while you can be good at both, I think you still have to like learn more about it. The capacity. It is, but like I think the ability to learn from your mistakes. Mm. in game and in, in specifically for competitive games is very important so like if you are able to learn from your mistakes and get to uh challenger in league of legends that in my head you also kind of have the capacity to learn from your mistakes and reach ascendant or mortal in C- in valorant the ability to grind is a skill Thank also true Absolutely. people who play runescape they are machines they are <laughs> and they mm-hmm. didn't have webkins and club they did not have webkins and club club language no <laughs> the grind, man. That's like it's through that through like in cycling too, man. Yeah. Huge mm-hmm. climbs after climbs after climbs. Like you have to like just grind that stuff. Like yeah. it's just it's just part of being competitive. True. Yeah. Because you have and... to be able to withstand suffering like that. Like grinding is not fun all the time. Oh, this could be entirely so... cut from the podcast too. But I started playing some Smash Bros. recently, and uh I'm sad to say that my highest ranked character right now is Falco. Oh no! It's a spacey. I don't want a spacey be my highest rank. <laughs> spacey. Anyways, that's irrelevant. Uh, I, we never <laughs> talked about quotes. Does anyone have yeah. quotes they want to share? We kind of just jumped into me nitpicking the games. I have a lot of quotes, but none of them are for good reason. That's perfectly fine. Same. We can <laughs> talk. We can talk about how creepy Sam is right now. So 
Um, this is gonna be my five minutes of me just Marty eviscerating the fuck out of these two chapters. Because to be perfectly honest, I hated them. Um, this is the most misogynistic piece of literature I've ever read that was written by a woman. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, the, the, the part where he was like, I could find her information, but I couldn't because I'm always thinking about how I'd get rejected because I'm always so hard on myself, but I could all totally find her address and where she lives because I have her parents' name, her parents' full names, their middle names even, and their phone numbers. I don't know where they live. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So very like nice guy and manic tr- manic pixie dream girl vibes. He yeah. Sam gives off very like Reddit incel like literally and like so one part one part where hold on let me see if I can find it. Um. Let's see. Oh yeah. Just um. His topic after much wringing of hands was alternative approaches to the Bonaktarsky paradox in the absence of the axiom of choice. And he was quite bored with writing the proposal. I literally have a high read highlighted and I say, we get it. You're smart. Holy <laughs> fuck. But also like anyway. that's, every, that's every fucking like math or science paper that's like supposed to be like critically acclaimed. It's just some boring ass stupid fucking title that means nothing to the common people and only means something to like a niche audience of the scientists mm-hmm. who read it yeah and then the one part where it says it, like i think a professor is talking about him uh, his parting words you're incredibly gifted sam but it's worth noting that to be good at something is not quite the same as loving it and i'm like wow thanks for that really highly applicable life advice steve jobs i'll keep that in mind i have bills to pay <laughs> <laughs> like, this was back in the 90s where like you could like kind of mm-hmm. be more like, try to aim for like what you actually enjoy yeah i mean yeah i, I guess i it... found sam pretentious when we find out that he is that he named himself mazer after his first like quote-unquote games he built was building mazes for sadie and now he's like you know he just goes by mazer i'm like you're a fucking dick you're a fucking piece of shit <laughs> yeah. A, oh yeah the part where the part where the Barfi literally spends like 10 minutes like writing an entire essay about how obsessed he is with Sadie and then she gives him his game and the second he talks to a man he's like it's probably it's probably gonna suck I only accepted it to be nice like he wasn't foaming at the mouth to take it from her hands he um, yeah <laughs> he has some um, he has some issues for sure oh yeah and the whole part where <laughs> the highlight of the part where it was introducing her sister but she was also moody in the way of people who might be dying of cancer. I was I like, wow, that, that was one. certainly a, ri- a line that I just <laughs> read. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, let me see if I can And then the part where there were like, literally, her family situation was so stressed. She was literally dying. But we're gonna make we're gonna make her look like a bitch for like badly reacting to a single comment that someone made. Like I was I don't like, think they okay. were trying to make uh, the sister seem like a mean. It felt like the, the it felt mm-hmm. like they're trying to be like sort of understanding for that too, even though it right, was just like, I don't the whole writing dramatic. style to me was very dramatic and flowy just for the sake of being dramatic and flowy. Um so, anyway, so that has concluded Marty's five minutes of absolutely <laughs> eviscerating the fuck out of his two chapters. Having said that, um no hate. So <laughs> yeah, the on. quote about Alice being moody is like Alice was moody in the way 13-year-olds, but she was also moody in the way people who might be dying of cancer. Like, exactly. Yeah. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> Uh, I will say a, a, a minor critique I've had so far is that like I don't know if it's a idiosyncrasy of Sam specifically or of Gabrielle, 
but there are moments where she like she just seems to be adding in extravagant words just to be like haha i have used a big fucking word do i feel do you do i sound smart now and i don't know if that's like yeah. sam being sam and being just like this egotistical little dickhead or if that's gabrielle wanting to be sounding smart yeah like the whole the chapter vibe. was just kind of like i feel like i've seen this in every one of those like young adult like movies where they have the manic pixie dream girl <laughs> like i was yeah. like okay we get it <laughs> i feel like also in the in the realm of wait so are you talking about sadie being the manic pixie dream girl yes yeah i feel like that's also because sam like describes her that way you know we are like, yeah. being... all from sam's yep. perspective yeah so, right right just sadie's like point of view granted mm -hmm. she's like 12 at the time or 11 she does have that like sort of like naive just like, ah, I just want to live the best life and not really think about consequences type of attitude. I mean, she comes yes, from so, a but fairly well. She's 11 and mm -hmm. she comes from a relatively wealthy family. True, yeah. she's living right. in Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah. The flats of Beverly, Beverly Hills, but Hills. Yeah, still. That's where I want to be. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the tea break. It's me, Cosmic, from the ADHD Book Club podcast. We are now officially rolling into our brand new book, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. I'm personally enjoying it so far. And if you're reading along, or if you have any questions, comments, or just want to chat about the podcast in general, you can join us over in the Discord, which is linked in the show notes. We're usually hanging out there quite a bit. So come on in, talk books with us. We'd love to have you. And you can also connect with us on Twitter at ADHD Book Club. And of course, if you like the pod, which I hope you do, since you've made it all the way to the tea break, please consider sharing us with friends. That's the best way for us to grow. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much for listening. And now back to the episode. I thought it was really funny when... Uh, so, okay, as I was reading the second chapter, I was trying mm. to remember how I was when I was 11 slash 13, because the chapter that they first had, and granted, they're both dealing with um, very difficult things. They're both in a hospital. Uh, Sadie's sister has cancer. Homeboy's leg is very, very broken, and he was just in a traumatic accident. But, like, this conversation, like, their first conversation, where it's like, um... Oh, Jesus. Uh, Sadie says, uh, Sadie's watching him play. And he's like, do you want to play? And she's like, no, you're doing really well. I can't wait. I can I can wait until you're dead. Jesus Christ. Um, and then she's like, before I shouldn't have said that. I mean, in case you're actually dying, this being a children's hospital. And then Sam says, this being the world, everyone's dying. And then Sadie says, true. And then Sam says, but I'm not currently dying. That's good. Are you dying? No, not currently. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> that existential when I was 11, 13. Maybe I was. I don't know. I feel like 12 right. is about the time I was really like, yeah, other people have complex lives. And I yeah, am not yeah. emo. Yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah like, definitely getting emo at 12 yeah, years old. On one hand, I was like, this is goofy. On the other hand, I'm like, actually, this is very child-coded. I'll accept it. <laughs> yeah. like, kids, kids do coded. talk like, like that. Yeah. Uh -huh. like, a like you walk Anderson up to a kid script. and you're kind like... Of, yeah. Yeah. It is kind of Wes Anderson. Very I did Wes like uh, when Sadie was first describing 
uh, Sam. She's like, in Sadie's art school or art classes at school, she'd been taught to draw by breaking things down into basic shapes. To depict this boy, she would have needed many circles. I thought that was kind of cute. He's like a childish, like chubby cheek kid. But also, <laughs> like, again, he does it. We're 11. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Any other quotes? We've been kind of all over. That's we okay. have been kind of all over. My Mine are also for uh, absolutely no good reasons, uh, both from chapter one. And I cut off both of them just to make them more comedic for myself because for some reason, that's what this ended up being was... Out of context. Yep. And so after a respectable amount of time, 15 seconds, Sam stopped trying. <laughs> And the other one is literally just the word matcha because it was said and we have matcha with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in this book. They were talking about matcha tea, yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's literally it. <laughs> I have a quote highlighted um, that I actually really like. Um, so it says, to allow yourself to play with another person is no small risk. It means allowing yourself to be open, to be exposed, to be hurt. Is the human equivalent of the dog rolling on its back. I know you won't hurt me, even though you can. Is the dog putting its mouth around your hand and never biting down? To play requires trust and love. And I like that. And then he said, that's more intimate than sex. Yeah, I was like, Sam, girl, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I had that They're like, off, the internet yeah. called him weird. I'm like, I do too. That's fucking weird. <laughs> I mean... I get where he's coming from, I but that's very incel coded. <laughs> that's very incel coded. It's, yeah. Well, he knows it's controversial. I mean, to a point, I understand what he's saying. That is true. To me, okay, what this is how I read Sam. But like, I read Sam as very autistic. Like, social cues, not his thing. Does not like, get them. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. he just really struggles with that. And so, like, he says stuff like this, and he might not like, understand how it comes across he just says what's on his mind most of the time it sounds like which like is that good probably not but like at the same time i would be i kind of got that too no he's absolutely it's like some type of mental thing uh outside of just like the, the depression slash anxiety like he he seems to be flipping between almost like a god complex and like an inferiority complex and like dude same but also Real. don't be a creep about this girl that you stopped <laughs> being friends with 20 years ago <laughs> I do think there is something to be said, though, about, like, back in the 90s, like, there were ways to, like, find people. Like, you didn't just have the internet, right? And so, like, if you need, if you wanted to contact someone, like, even if it's just a phone call that he's planning, there are ways that, like, are We have phone common. books at that time, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, didn't phone books have people's addresses listed yeah. next to their oh, names? Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah. I don't, to me, that doesn't come out off as as creepy as it would now. If someone yeah, was right. saying that exactly. stuff to me, you're fair. actually like focusing on the setting of it being in the nineties. Information was a lot different to access at that point. Exactly. So, yeah. There is actually a chance that you would never see this person again. So like, mm -hmm. and I think also Sam is like very like deeply insecure. So like, yeah. I get this like sort of inner, inner monologue where he's like, Oh, well, if she wanted to talk to me, she would have given me her contact. And it's just like, oh, I'll never see. It is kind of like, you know, like, woe is me. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I understand. And like, who mm -hmm. hasn't been there where it's like, well, you know, a missed opportunity with a person. It's like, oh, well, if they wanted to, they would have. And I'm just a burden. And, you know, like stuff like that. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if she wanted me to talk to her again, she would have given me her contact. I'm like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And then she did. And hits. I think the big thing from me to like talk about it with, uh, with this is that she was supposed to be friends with him according to the others, because he was not talking with anybody else. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. with, Mm -hmm. with him after this big traumatic incident of the car accident, that turns his foot in a soup, um, potato chip soup soup. as it was, uh, (laughs) as it was described, um, like basically being like super non-social. And then the one person he opens up to, it ends up being like a ploy in his mind. Yeah. Clearly he's gotten at least a little bit better because he's able to talk to his roommate, play games with them, that kind of stuff. But like, that's like the big justifying thing I'm seeing of like even just the whole elbowing his way through the crowd and having his own fun coded way of saying screw you constantly to people just to mm-hmm. everyone. Like he he is an I hate the mm-hmm. world person. Uh so it seems and it's just like that's my main justification for him on that sense, which is I don't know. It kind of feeds into the same kind of stuff. Uh there was uh but what was it? No, it's gone. Forever. Austin, like eight people talked. To- we were all asking oh, Austin if he was going to say something because I know he started a couple times. No, I, no, I, sorry, I don't know. Sorry, welcome to book all club. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Sam navigating through the subways, you have to punch people in the face to yeah. get a word in. It's true sometimes. Oh yeah, okay. So back about Sam saying "fuck you" is like a. There's a quote from chapter one. It's like a truly magnificent thing about the way the brain was coded. Sam thought was that you could say "excuse me" while meaning "screw you." Mm-hmm. He's just like, like going through something mm-hmm. like "excuse me, excuse me," being like "fuck off, get the fuck out of my way." I'm trying to get through here. <laughs> that's the experience of living in New York City. <laughs> except sometimes people actually so say "fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I've never had to deal with a subway like that. So, but I imagine that's true. I deal with every day in a subway like that. I'd probably cry. Yes, mood. I would turn into the rat carrying pizza up the stairs. <laughs> me every day on my commute. <laughs> so I just think that like Sadie decided to give him a floppy disk of the some video game. Because it felt very like last minute, like in the spur of the moment type of thought. He trusted yeah. his opinion for some reason. And I'd be... Mm. But it's like she was going to a meeting somewhere... And I doubt she has more than one copy on her. It wasn't like she was planning on meeting Sam to give it. It was a class, not a meeting. It was like her. She's going to a class. It was her visual, like computer game class, basically, where they're making games. Yeah. So like, but like, I doubt she had like a bunch of copies on her. Might have had a few. So it's kind of strange that she like gave it to him, just kind of in the spur of the moment to me. Maybe she was also like. I but, wish I had a way I could talk to him. Oh, I have this thing. It's possible too. We don't know. So at that point, just give him your email. That feels too forward. I mean, if she was in a hurry, maybe it's like two killing two stones with one yeah. bird. Yep, that's that saying for sure. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> I do think that we. I mean, we're obviously doing this all from the perspective from the perspective of Sam right now. Yep. Right. That, yeah. This could definitely have been multiple pages of thought from Sadie's point of view of like, I True. betrayed him. Would he accept this game if I gave it to him? Like all that kind Possibly. of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we hear that later. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it also is uh, interesting with yeah. this. Yeah, it could have uh, been like an olive branch, like given their past. Anyway, sorry, Cole. <laughs> no, you're fine. So, like, another interesting thing that, like, we didn't really talk about at the beginning of this uh, episode is that, like, this is a book that Matcha has read very recently. 
Very so I'm being very careful right now. <laughs> we were asking questions and like I'm looking at Matcha and be like, oh, she can't actually like, answer half of these, huh? No, it's fine. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying watching it from the side. And I'm over here like I could justify that, but I'm like, I'm not going to. <laughs> so she's gonna have her I told you so moment, and I'm so ready for it. <laughs> I'm just ready for like the weird predictions. I will say one of the things that I really like in these first two chapters, and it's something that does continue, is the use of time to tell the narrative. Like, they move around in time a lot. And mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting because we have, like, a huge age difference between the first, like, two chapters, right? From college age to... Shouldn't it be tomorrow and yesterday and last week? Yeah, Not tomorrow probably. and tomorrow and tomorrow. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, the author doesn't really understand. And... Time is soup. This is <laughs> time is bone soup. <laughs> oh, time God. is foot bone soup. Mm, yum. <laughs> I'm so so full from foot bone soup. Yum. Another uh, like interesting thing that I noticed about Sadie when it came to like video games in chapter two was they talked about a lot about how like she feels bad about hurting things in video games a lot, even if it's like a Goomba, like an enemy, or Bison in uh, Oregon, Oregon Trail, Trail or whatever. Like she, she never wants to hurt anything, even if it is just pixels in a code in a video game. I think that's like an interesting insight into her who she is, at least at that time. It's kind of like predicting that for, for people in general. Like I don't like hurting things in video games unless I have to. You know, it's like it's yeah. I like that's also just very yeah, a uh, very young girl coded. Could be. Yeah. Mm. Does anyone have any thoughts of like what the video game that she made could be about or could it or like is or anything like that? Matcha, I know. Oh, I, know I know. <laughs> yeah. I really liked yeah, that. I really liked that last line there. They're like, oh, like that person's sick or whatever. And I was like, oh, a video game for me? I don't know though. The, it did, chapter one, it did end with Marks being like, damn, whoever your friend is, he must be a genius. And like, mm -hmm. it is interesting to see like he kind of just. I think it said like male. sick or a genius. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. That was on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Like he he's like this game was sick he must be a genius or something like that your friend is sick as hell so yeah. I mean, it could just be that he could mean cool but i was hoping i was like oh is this silent hill trademark <laughs> no i assume this is the 90s he meant sick as in cool yeah i mean given that uh given that the game is called solution and it, Homeboy used to draw. I keep saying homeboy. His name's Sam. <laughs> Sam I like to draw mazes. No, his for... name's Mazer, actually. <laughs> Mazer used to draw mazes for Sadie to solve. I yeah. feel like maybe like maybe it's some sort of like maze puzzle game. And yeah, I feel like Sadie like wanted to give it to him because of that kind of thing. It's See, like, oh, this is again, this is our past. Like, this is something that reminded me of you. This is something I think you might like, kind of thing. It could be. Yeah, wild to think she would be carrying that around just all the time. Just my thought process, well, she just made it. Yeah, we assume, yeah. My thought process was something totally different, but now I don't feel comfortable saying it. I feel like your thought process is the same as my thought process. Like Sadie seems very like Wait, wants it. to do good, but entirely world. I feel like solution is like her attempt to like here's how my solution for all the world's problems type of shenanigan. Hmm. Mine was not that. Mine was worse. Oh no! I want to know yours now. I, I honestly don't know if I feel comfortable saying it. I'll message you. Solution? Okay, message yes. oh <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, solution? oh, he, by sick. She, not that it was about like that, but I was like, oh, like, I don't know. Maybe it's like some like awful like PTSD trauma processing thing like Silent Hill. Oh, okay, your friend so, is sick as hell. That's what you were saying. Like, yeah, not, so yeah. That's not where my sick as in cool, like, sick as in, wow, oh, they're no, messed not, up. No, 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 not that kind of sick. Sick as in, like, I was like literally thinking Silent Hill. 
And Silent Hill yeah. is like coping from bad shit. Right. So I was like, I don't know. Like, I was like making an analogy. Like, you know, that one meme of the guy with like the board with the red line, the red yeah, string? Yeah, yeah. That was me. <laughs> like, the second I heard sick, I had like all these theories. I'm like, cool, I love Silent Hill. <laughs> I had a bit of a tunnel vision moment. <laughs> it happens. It happens. <laughs> love that. Ugh. Um, no one actually like, hold on. Did we? Yes, mm-hmm. never we mind. probably we did. did. We did. We I always just, do. I was gonna say no, no one gave their thoughts on what the video game was, but we fucking literally yeah. just did that. And my brain's like, "Hey, that last ten seconds, that last <laughs> five gone, minutes of conversation, gone, gone. not there anymore." Actually, <laughs> welcome to the eighties club. Uh, so overall, I have some overall thoughts about the book so far. We have Sam kind of like switching, seeming to switch between like a pompous, like god complex douche and a socially like anxious, depressed nerd. Me and like, <laughs> I'm, in- I'm interested to see how like that develops in the future. Sadie seems very nice so far, even with like the like, even like the w- the weird thing she's doing. It's like, but she seems too nice, you know. She seems like almost like too naive still for me, and I don't want to like have her go through some track shit in this book. She seems nice so far, and I feel like they're gonna screw her somehow. Uh but I feel like my favorite character so far is just Marks. Yeah, Marks is perfect. He yeah. seems like a cool guy. His name and he, is and he needs, uh, dates hot yeah. people, so that's he admirable. Does. He does date hot people. I, he dates yeah. hot people. It feels like it feels hot like Marks people. is in a polyamorous relationship with Sam, and Sam just doesn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, here I made you dinner. Here I bought you a coat. Here yeah. I got you boo. I got you a coat. I made you extra. I've got left extra leftovers for you while I'm gone on the ski trip. Are you sure you don't yeah. want to come? All my friends will be there. Be a blast. I'll pay. You don't even have to ski. Just hang out in the cabin. Like, come on. You, you want to stay here? All right, cool, cool, boo. I'll get. I'll see you when you get back. Then be I'll safe. Put in the fridge the whole time for it you. Don't worry. Have any, any, have any clues? <laughs> wow. Really? No, he's oblivious to it. And that- Sam's like. Sam's like, oh, well, this coat was in there for months. So, like, after months of it just sitting around, I finally asked Marks if I might be able to borrow it. Marks like, yeah, dude, I fucking got that for you (laughs) at a surplus store. You dumb idiot. I love you. We all need a Marks in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I am Marks for my cat. Yeah. I was going to say, like, Sam is like Marks's Labrador retriever or something. (laughs) (laughs) He does give golden retriever energy. That's for sure. You want a coat? You want a coat? Money. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner time. <laughs> but Sam needs that. Yeah, clearly, like, he needs that in his life. So. He, he needs, he's yeah. so like not adapted to taking care of himself. It's amazing no. he's lasted this long. Mm-hmm. Because of Marks. <laughs> to be fair, college age Tevin, same. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Speaking of Tevin, what are your overall thoughts so far? I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm uh, I'm fully with you on the, like, I'm going to slip in some smart words here to sound smart kind of mm-hmm. stuff and all that. But uh, it's kind of cool through this episode so far, like, through this discussion, uh, I have, like, flipped some of the scenes quite a bit in my head mm-hmm. uh, of just how I interpreted them of, like... Even earlier when I was saying, like, oh, obviously he's doing better because he's, like, you know, talking to Marks and all that stuff. Uh, Sam's clearly doing better. And I'm like, no, actually, maybe. <laughs> maybe Marks is literally just taking care of him because he's really not doing better. <laughs> and like, Welcome to the book club. It seems like Marks is also kind club. of. <laughs> yeah, it seems like Marks is kind of, like, literally Sam's only other person they talk to. They talk about how, like, Sam runs a solo D&D game for just him and Marks. And, like, that's. 
Gaze find help. one other friend, yeah. dude. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> um, really, though, fair, it is sometimes. Yeah, so yeah I was say, to be fair, it's really difficult. It is, it is hard. This guy's the talking about how he can track down somebody's entire physical yeah. location, but can't find one friend, uh, other friend to play D&D with. And he's okay, real it's for hard that. to make friends And in he's college. real for that. <laughs> it's Massachusetts. He's at <laughs> MIT and or Harvard. Like, they're fine. There's plenty of nerds there. Yeah, a bunch of fucking assholes oh, yeah. in there, They're too. all insufferable in different yeah, ways. he's part of those assholes. <laughs> Fair. I have no idea what MIT is. Uh, Michigan Institution of Technology. They do a bunch of math and science shit. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a nerd Massachusetts. It's a nerd school. It's okay. It's literally like one of the top engineering schools in the country, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. We need Sadie in the D&D game. It it is literally like the Harvard of of STEM type of shit. What? Like it's hard? Big smart. What? Like it's hard? (laughs) Any other overall thoughts from anyone? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I just, I think... So far, it was very conversationally written. Like I could feel like I was reading it really quickly. Um, it was mm-hmm. kind of hard to put down. Um, there were obviously some flaws and sort of like cringy moments that made you kind of pause a little bit. But overall, yeah, you could, the pacing was well done. I'm really curious to see what their growth is as characters because they seem to be in. There seems to be so much trauma around all of all of their beginnings and where they're at currently. Sam's clearly messed up in a lot of ways. Sadie, maybe too. I don't know. We left her in chapter two with her sister still in the hospital and she was only 11. There's a massive time gap. What, what, mm-hmm. What's going to happen? How are we going to grow? And I don't know. Is the is chapter one of the end of the book? Is that the, where we finish? I don't know. There's a lot of curiosity. That'd be, that'd be insane if like that's the end of the book. It's just like they're playing <laughs> At least around game. that time. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Totally. repeats itself. Or Boros. Um, nom, nom. Matcha. I mean, it's it's hard for me because yeah. I've read it I was it rereading before. these first two chapters, but after two it, months of reading it previously. It went really quickly. I like I said, I'm really interested in like the way that they weave time throughout this whole novel. Um, I think that's probably the thing that stands out to me on rereading it. I will Don't say, laugh. I will say, I've been reading like so many things are written in young adult language mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. Gallant, and then somehow a dragon smut book is like Slay. written for like Slay. young adults. I don't understand it, but like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> like the language feels young adult until they start the smut scenes. <laughs> it's That's hilarious. how I feel about most like fantasy smut books. It's yeah. written very easy to read and then they start talking about cock and balls. Yeah. <laughs> they get very close it very, very quickly and you're like, oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been reading a lot it. of that lately and so when I'm reading this, I'm just like, wait, big word, what? Yeah, there's been <laughs> like, like multiple times me a little bit. where I've had to like on my Kindle Press and like hold the word to get the fucking dictionary definition of what the fuck this word means. Like, I don't, I'm you're like, damn it, stop pretty, trying to teach me words. Like, I'm normally a pretty good reader, but I mean, god damn. My brain. I had a professor in high school who we literally every week had to turn in a list of words that we didn't know. So I'd have to like stop and like look it up. And so nowadays, if I find a word I don't know, I'm just like, guess we'll never know. <laughs> Moving on. I had to do that in college for like my lit class, which I kind of liked because I learned new words. But at the same time, like it interrupts the flow of reading sometimes. I do like to learn new words. 
And I did yeah. like kind of finding a couple new words in here, but like sometimes you just want to read. Yeah. Especially if it's for a class, you just want to get that shit done. Yeah. Especially if it's dragon smut. <laughs> Gosh. Especially yeah. if it's dragon smut. <laughs> just move on. We don't Ain't on. nobody got time smut. for vocabulary words. Just show me the titties. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Moving on from dragon Moving on. I actually do have one question for Matcha as well, then on, the, yeah. on a similar note here. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> to, help move on, to help move on from the dragon slut. Damn. Um, <laughs> like <since> I dreamed. <laughs> since this is a book you've read before, is this proving to be one of those books so far that as you're rereading it, you're like noticing little details or yeah, like finding cool things in the reread that you're like, oh, that should have stood out to Don't, me more in the first time. You like, can't give examples, examples, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. Are you finding that there's good amounts like foreshadowing so far? So far, no. Mm, okay. I think I think foreshadowing doesn't work in this book because of the way they play with time. It's it's very strange because it bounces mm-hmm. constantly. I suppose we kind of got like it's weird. Like we kind of foresh- got like foreshadow for the past. Yeah, it like it's wild how it works with how they're doing it. So it's it's hard to be like. I could really expect anything because we were never like you're never really tethered to one time or another. It's constantly changing and it's really interesting. I think it's part of why I like it. Matcha, d- you watched Lost, right? Yeah, it's like oh, Lost no. a little bit. It reminds me, yeah. Where it's Lost back the, the, the Antarctica show? No, Lost no, is like they're, they're, on uh, they're on an island and the entire series is shown out of chronological order. Am I thinking yeah. of Survivor? It's the same. Which one is the snow? Never mind, that's not important. Um, but that reminds me of that that one quote where he was like looking at her and he said something like, Oh, this is time. I'm looking at you mm. now, but also oh, yeah, seeing like you travel. as a child or something. Yeah. Mm. Time travel is like knowing it's like, this is like time for a travel. long, long yeah. time. Well, unfortunately that quote was ruined for me because that's when I still had the the thing on where it was like a lot of people highlighted this. I'm like, well, now I yeah. can't enjoy it because you told me to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Just for Weird. that, I'm not going to highlight it. Like that one, that one newt newt meme. Well, now I'm not doing it. <laughs> Marty's a physical embodiment of I'm going to do the dishes. Someone tells you to do the dishes. I'll now I'm not going to go do this. Same. Fair. Totally yeah. agree. And I wish I was not that way, but. Same. Same. <laughs> Cosmic overall thoughts. Um, I mean. I I guess I don't have any thoughts yet. I am enjoying it so far. I'm excited to see where it goes. I am, I was not expecting to like fall in love with either of the main characters like first go around, so I'm glad that I have not. <laughs> um they're not quite lovable yet. Um but has anyone here read Normal People or seen no. the show? Okay, it mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of the main characters from Normal People where, like, they're not, like, lovable, but, like, they're, I guess, real in certain ways. Um, so, like, I see their flaws, but I don't hate them for them yet. Sure. <laughs> yet. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to get more insight into Sadie's character specifically because I feel like we know a lot about mm-hmm. Sam already. Or at least we are able to make a lot of judgments about Sam. But all we know about Sadie really is like her when she's 11 and her through mm-hmm. the eyes of Sam. Correct. Yeah. The and that entire... she has a boyfriend. That she, yeah, she does have a boyfriend. She has a boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. That she yeah. quickly so moved on like... to. So clearly she hates. 
I hate him too. Yes. I had a feeling he would be hateable because, like, you know. I mean, if you've really... seen the tags for the next things, he's hateable. It's fine. Okay. I mean, I mm. just saw the sentence in the description where it was like, in love, but not with each other or something like that. I was like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like a huge fan of the writing style, kind of like what you were saying, Cole. Like, I feel like it's wordy just for the purpose of being wordy, but. Um, I do also maybe feel like that's Sam. It could be Sam, but well, then they use. We're the about word, to find out. This is completely separate from what I just said. But when they first described her hair as mahogany, I was thinking mahogany. of burgundy, and I was like, "Whose hair looks like that naturally?" And oh no, because I thought of that. I was like, "It's mahogany." It's like, oh, it's like <laughs> table wood brown. Okay, okay, okay. table wood brown. <laughs> <laughs> table wood brown. Why say mahogany when you could say tablewood brown? <laughs> it's like, um, do you guys see the the post of Haley Bieber? It's like she's like cinnamon cookie butter hair, and it's like, girl, that's brown. <laughs> <laughs> cinnamon cookie butter, literally, oh. it's funny. Wee, yeah. So that's Yay. first two chapters of Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow by Gabriel Zevin. I am very like just I've know I've been like kind of complaining a lot this episode, but I am actually like, interested in the book. The Damn. characters are hot messes. It's fun to rag on it. characters. Yeah. yeah. Look, if they're if we I'm rag on Cersei so much, but we loved her. Yeah. <laughs> For four chapters of Cersei, I despise her. Yeah, exactly. If I'm complaining about something, there's two reasons: either one, I hate it, or two, I love it. <laughs> and right now, <laughs> it's true. leaning towards that second. I I love Cersei from page one. I was never a Cersei hater. I thought Cersei yeah. had a lot of growing to do, and she did. Yeah, and she, she did. did. Yeah, yeah we're proud legend has it she's still growing. Probably. <laughs> I think she's dead now. Yeah, I think legend sure. has it. Legend, legend has it. Legend has it. She's legend. still growing. <laughs> I thought legend had it that like she became mortal and fucked yeah. her her brother's half brother. We don't use the other son's half brother. Something like that. Sounds freaky out to me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Sounds good. That's chapter one and two. Uh, so we will chapter three and four next week. That's the end of part one. And then I'll be the end of part one. It'll be on to more things. Do we have? What? Do we have a thing with like all the trigger warnings on them? Yes, uh, not on the individual weeks, but on the on the individual cards per week, they'll have trigger warnings for the ones that have them. And I will say that the trigger warnings aren't like like the triggers aren't described like in depth. So it's like just Cersei, like then. it's not like Cersei. It's like a person gets handcuffed to a bed. Mm-hmm. When they don't want to be. Oh. No. But like that's the end of it is them being handcuffed to the bed. Like stuff like that happens. Um, and I think there's one other thing later in the book that's a little bit more explicit, but it's not much more than that. Cool. Thank you all for listening. Thank you guys all for being here and having fun, hanging out, doing, talking, mm -hmm. and listening, and enjoying, and being present. And ranting. And ranting. Always. If you, the audience, like listening to us, consider sharing us with friends. That is absolutely the best way for a small podcast to grow. Uh, every fucking podcast says it. I'm going to repeat what the bigger podcasts say because clearly they're, they're doing something right. So share with the <laughs> friends. Get your own little book club. Talk about this book as we do it. It's very fun. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. We post it's our questions on Discord. So if you ever want to get those, they are out there. In theory, by the end of this book, uh, my I have a goal by the end of this book to have like our overall Discord set up. Hey, we'll see. Nice. We'll see. 
Uh, we'll get there someday. Maybe. But yeah, share us with friends. Tell people about us. Uh, like, review, leave ratings. Those are also good ways to help out. Other other fun things that every other podcast tells you to do, do it. Have <laughs> but fun. for See us. You next time. Yeah, but do it for us. Yes. Do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> do it for Sam. Do it for Mazer. Uh, maybe not for Mazer. Mazer is such a maybe. 90s fucking video game maker yes. name. They know what they did. They know what they did. <laughs> My name's Mazer. I made laser maze. is for fire that burns down. Okay, so...